Bitcoin suddenly jumped up a few hundred dollars in value, which unfortunately in 2020 is cause for all kinds of alarms. One analyst thinks he understands exactly why this happens. But more importantly than all of that is some progress, potentially for the first time in months, on an actual stimulus bill, which if you're following the channel, you know I believe is the number one factor in understanding how high and how fast the altcoin markets can soar. I'm going to keep talking about why I believe this is the case. And we're going to review some of the most important news from across the crypto space. So if you guys are excited for this episode, do me a favor, you know the drill, smash that like button and let's begin. Also at the end of the episode, we're going to be giving away a Ledger Nano S, but don't forget that each and every comment on this video is entered to win on the next giveaway. But remember, the giveaway is only for subscribers, so I encourage you to subscribe if you want to be eligible for the giveaway. First things first, we have some macro analysis. The NASDAQ is up slightly, pretty much just right above its prior close. But we also have Dixie over here, at least not having an insanely green day, slightly below its close of yesterday, an ever so slight red candle in what has been a pretty bullish last few days for Dixie. You can see here that breakout of this trend line that got retested here ended up proving pretty bullish for DXY, which is of course the US dollar currency index, in essence, the strength of the US dollar. And when the US dollar is stronger, things that trade against it, like everything, tends to weaken. In other news, we also have Bitcoin dominance pulling back a little bit. We saw we had this channel, of which was this descending channel, which got broken, and apparently this breakout was pretty significant. Dominance is a very interesting chart, as it seems as though it shouldn't really hold, given that altcoins are a combination of so many different markets, but it still seems to play out in a pretty significant way sometimes. So again, dominance, it's not a law or anything, but it's interesting just to take this into account. Bitcoin, which was looking extremely weak, down at about 10.3, popped up suddenly all the way up to 10.7, and it's now hovering. It looks like it's losing a little bit of steam now down to about 10.6. We'll get to a TA interpretation of what's happening here, but first, I think it's really important that we talk about what I think of as the number one issue in this entire crypto and altcoin-fueled, DeFi-fueled bull run, which is, of course, stimulus. And for the first time in what feels like months, House Democrats are now considering a newer, smaller relief package. House Democrats are likely to release a smaller coronavirus release package sometime next week if they don't agree to deal with Republicans before then, according to a report from Tax Notes on Thursday. The new relief package will amount to $2.4 trillion. Now, personally, I think this is a little high because essentially you have the Problem Solvers Caucus, which had gotten to that $1.5 plus 5, which kind of is like a $2 trillion bill, and that could have gotten some bipartisan support. But on the other side, you have Republicans literally submitting $500 billion or $300 billion relief packages. So there's like an ocean to cross there. I think this $2.4 trillion bill is pushing it a little bit, and I don't really know whether the goal here is to actually reach an agreement or just to keep with this stiff negotiation tactics that essentially Pelosi has been running with. With mounting pressure to help small businesses by extending the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, several Democrats have pushed for a compromise with the Republicans in order to pass more fiscal stimulus. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told reporters that the best way forward is to get an alternative bill sent to the Senate that is a compromise. Lawmakers have been deadlocked for months over the next round of stimulus with negotiations between Treasury Secretary 
Secretary Steve Mnuchin, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at a stalemate. And so, as I understood, the goal was first to get this to essentially the White House, the administration, get them to stamp it, and have essentially House Democrats and the administration working together to reach a bill that would essentially have sort of a top-level Republican sign-off and a bottom-level Democratic sign-off, and they could sort of work towards the center, which is getting essentially the Senate to approve it, which is dominated by Republicans. The Trump administration and the Senate GOP have advocated for a smaller bill that would provide between one and 1.5 trillion in new aid, while Democrats have insisted on a larger package worth more than two trillion. In their most recent move, however, Senate Republicans earlier this month tried and failed to pass a pared-down $300 billion bill. According to the Ways and Means Committee member and Deputy Whip Daniel Kildee, Democrats plan to negotiate with Republicans until the end of next week, but if that doesn't lead to an agreement, House Democrats will put forward their own smaller bill. So essentially what they're saying is that they're going to try to negotiate, but if we can't reach anything, the Democrats are just going to put their $2.4 trillion bill. I still think that's a little bit high as you have this gap between essentially $1.5 trillion and $2.4 trillion. Now, if they could meet in the middle there at $1.9 or 2 I believe a deal could get done. But I think that $2.4 might be shooting a little bit high here. Regardless, the desire to put a bill on the floor is a significant amount of progress, more than we've had over the last several months. And I believe that even the sentiment switch that would come with a bill being considered, voted upon, or potentially making its way through Congress would lead right back to a bit of a euphoria moment here in crypto land. I also believe that this altcoin cool-off was very necessary. Box Mining had a tweet this morning that I think was actually really good. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the state of altcoins at the end of this video, so you're definitely going to want to hang around until the end. Mark Cuban chimed in that his plan would essentially be a $1,000 stimulus check every two weeks for the next two months, so essentially $4,000 in stimulus to every American. Regardless, any form of stimulus would be nice, but I believe that the type of stimulus that flooded the economy back in March would, of course, lead to more excitement in the altcoin space, the NASDAQ, the investment markets, for at least another leg before we have to face the music or, of course... What most likely will happen is pass another stimulus bill. Moving over to Bitcoin, we have one analyst, Maddie Greenspan, saying that what's happening here is a short squeeze. Maddie gets interviewed a lot in crypto land. He's a very well-known technical analyst. And so I went into this article that I think is pretty interesting, and it talks about a billion dollars in Bitcoin options expiring Friday. And here's what it means. Essentially, many of the Bitcoin options contracts set to expire are between eleven dollars and $12,000, well above Bitcoin's current price. So essentially, this article argues that there's a push to get the price back towards what those options expiries are. Of course, some options don't require you to buy that Bitcoin. Some, like futures contracts, do require you to buy those options. And essentially, if the price is below what you bought your futures contract at, you lose money. So essentially, there's a belief that this could drive the price action back up towards that 11 to 12K level in anticipation of tomorrow's close. If that does happen, that would give quite a lot of validity to the futures expiry and what the impact of those futures have on the market. But we'll have to wait and see what that is. I did find it kind of funny that after this entire article, they said, well, it could actually have the effect of driving the price up, driving the price down or nothing at all. So there's that.
and Polkadot Substrate 2.0 now integrates oracles at a protocol level. I think this is a very important step forward as to me an oracle essentially taking off-chain data and feeding it into smart contracts is something that is just like oxygen. You need it to breathe. No smart contract, especially no DeFi application and increasingly any smart contract that really has any kind of real-world implications can function without off-chain data. I mean, data doesn't grow on chains here. We need to be able to bring data in and so having a more native Oracle solution for cryptocurrencies or blockchains to me makes sense. And so seeing Polkadot essentially integrate a protocol level Oracle is a logical step forward. Does this take away from what Chainlink's potential future could be? I don't know. We'll have to see. There was a lot of search engines in the 90s. It was not clear that Google would become the search engine of all search engines. And so I think the Oracle thing is going to be quite similar where Chainlink seems to be the Ethereum of the space. But then again, getting off chain data, you know, in some cases, is you'll want many sources of off-chain data. So this is pretty interesting to see. And I'll expect for more and more blockchains to start thinking about integrating Oracle solutions at a more foundational level. And who knows, maybe Chainlink will be integral in these integrations, but we'll just have to see. At any rate, this is very interesting. I think it's a good step forward. And let's not forget that compared to pretty much every other asset class, Bitcoin is still the highest performing asset with 44% gains year to date. That beats out crude oil, the dollar, S&P 500, treasuries, NASDAQ, and gold despite the wild time that the NASDAQ has had. Obviously, there are some stocks within the NASDAQ that have outperformed Bitcoin, but, you know, who's counting? And Box Mining had this tweet today that I'll use as a platform for a rant here, which is, of course, markets cooling is a good thing. The hype was too insane, leading to a situation where everything flies, even the dumbest ideas. Now we have time to breathe and re-engage. To be honest, as someone who's spent the last three years focusing on building a product that actually has the potential to connect with real world users, it's a little disheartening to see essentially an anonymous dev team fork a bit of code, put an emoji as their logo, and essentially get the same type of attention that teams that have been working for years to actually bridge the gap and create real value that they're getting the same attention as those teams. And that's okay, right? It's a free market. The market's always right and all that, but it is cost for concern when toast and hot dog and bread are getting hundreds of millions of dollars in valuation. And it's pretty much a sign that to me, a top, a local top, whether it's the top or the top of that small cycle, whatever it was, to me, that was the thing that made me feel like the top was kind of in for that little move. I believe that there's another leg to this bull run. I believe that this DeFi 2020 bull run will have another chapter, and I believe it'll largely be based on stimulus. And again, in that climate, that's kind of why you're seeing anything flies because this isn't like the consequence of Bitcoin bringing sensible monetary policy to countries that don't have it. This isn't the consequence of Ethereum apps or dApps being adopted in mass and used every day like Instagram or TikTok. This is just a speculative frenzy that was driven from excess liquidity in the markets, which is amazing. And you can profit from that. And believe me, I'm a capitalist. I'm here for the gains. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, having some time as an industry to actually think about what the future of DeFi is, the projects and products that will actually bring real value to the world and can onboard normal users that actually intend to use these apps, these ecosystems, these resources throughout their daily lives. To 
me, that is the ultimate goal. And so seeing essentially the market turn absolutely insane, while it's fun to be in, it also does in some ways kind of take away the value of someone who spends all day researching and actually digging in to find good technology teams, products that can actually win when things that aren't winning and will never win and have no future are making just as much money, which essentially I think culminated right as hot dog crashed. And I think that's poetic, right? Because this is an absolute garbage project. And when you're essentially in a sea of garbage, it becomes difficult to really see where the value is. And so I think that this is a healthy thing to have happened to the market. And my hope is that as we regain our strength and potentially more stimulus comes in, that we actually see a flooding towards real value, towards the teams that have been working and building things of consequence for the last few years, potentially teams that already have real world partnerships, adoption, functional products, maybe that they actually have a real founder on their website that's not an emoji, these types of things that I think will lead to more sustainability because otherwise what's gonna happen is you get these insane pumps but there's nothing there to support it. So what happens after a pump that's unsupported? Well, you get an insane crash. And a lot of people say, well, the gains bring new people in, so that's good. But the problem is that those people get absolutely crushed because they think that you can throw a dart and make money. And then after they make a lot of money, they get more and more risky. The market dumps, they lose it all. Those people are no longer new active users. They're people who never wanna come back to crypto because they think it's a scam. And so that's the type of behavior that's really not long-term and sustainable for the industry. In the end, we still don't have massive user adoption and that should be the number one metric that we're looking for. Remember that a network is valued by the amount of users inside of it. That is Metcalf's law. So the more users, the more value that simple. So creating an even more degenerate and deflationary and designed to pump token is not what the world needs. We need products and services that people rely on. And I hope you guys enjoy that message and realize this isn't me being bearish. This is me invested in a future where Bitcoin cryptocurrencies actually go mainstream. And that is extremely bullish for everyone who's most likely watching this video. Again, it's a great time to be in cryptocurrency. And I believe that this calm is a great time to be accumulating good projects because those good projects I believe are going to go absolutely nuts as soon as we get that next round of stimulus which I believe even if it doesn't come before the election is coming so DCAing into good projects over the next month two months three months until we inevitably get a new spending bill I think that could lead to what I believe of as a huge opportunity say you have ten thousand dollars in the market if that 10x is for a lot of people a hundred thousand dollars is a significant nest egg I think there's a huge opportunity for people to be getting in and settling into the good projects while the calm is here in the markets because I believe that we'll turn insane once again. But I'm curious, what do you guys think? Do you agree with my sentiment? Do you think that really the ultimate goal here is to attract users, is to attract more people into the space? Or are we just trying to design some more degen plays and shift money from one altcoin to the next and ride the pumps? Because to me, that is just essentially gambling, right? It's not actually putting all this intellectual capital to work. But then and again, who knows? You know, the community is the community. The market's always right. I try to stay unemotional about this stuff, but I do care about the long-term vision for this industry. And I hope that my perspective is helping you out. At any rate, if you guys enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, smash the like button. If you guys hated it, do me a favor and smash the dislike. If you guys aren't subscribed, I encourage you to hit that sub button. And of course, remember to put that little bell notification on. That way you're made aware whenever I put out new content. Of course, as this market starts to calm down and as news of stimulus becomes more certain, I'll start putting out 
more and more coin picks because I do believe at some point this market is gonna turn back up and get crazy bullish again. That's just my belief. But then again, I've been here for the last three years and I believe I'll be here for at least 10, 20, 30 more. So I'm not going anywhere and I'm excited because I know that there is going to be a cycle that never ends. I believe that crypto is going to take over and sort of become that new layer on the internet and that's why I'm here. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. My name's Elio Trades. You can follow me on Twitter or join my Telegram. The links for both of those are in the description and I'll see you very soon on the next episode. For the Ledger Nano S giveaway, we're just gonna generate a number two, two videos, one, two. We'll go ahead and generate a comment here. Pick a random comment. Of course, remember, you have to be a subscriber. And let's pick a winner. CY says something really special. Congrats to CY. Uh, I'll be in touch with you. And of course, remember, you guys can win on the next giveaway. So I'll see you guys then.